Warning, this podcast may be difficult for those over 30 to understand. We recommend that you listen with someone in Gen Z for optimal comprehension. Terms such as bro and lit are being used frequently in this recording. So folks, welcome to a really cool episode of the Noble Man Podcast. I'm Mike Young with Noble Warriors, and I've got a young man here, Ethan Newquist. Now, Ethan is 16 years old, and uh, so Ethan's dad, Matt Newquist, has been um, the bookkeeper and the controller and just very much involved in the Noble Warriors ministry as uh, with, our, with our financial stuff for years, but he's also led men's small groups. He's invested in a lot of other guys. So um, Matt, his dad, has been in it to win it with us for a long time. And so, Ethan, I've been watching you grow up. And uh, do you remember wearing Noble Warriors t-shirts when you were a little yeah, guy? Yeah, I think I still have one in my dresser probably packed Probably away. doesn't fit yeah, anymore. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, how tall are you now? 6'2". Uh, 6'2", six two. Six two. Yeah, okay. And so. you've got that deep voice now that you're yeah. rocking. <laughs> you got yeah. a lot of hair, too. I wish you could see it. The kid's got a lot of hair. <laughs> so, um, listen, I am. We, we invited you here because your dad told me last time we were together that you had launched a clothing line, an athletic, a line of athletic wear, um, called Goliath Athletics, right? Yes. So tell me the story of how a 16-year-old guy launches an athletic wear line. Yeah, of course. So uh, I noticed the opportunity of like online, you know, internet nowadays, and I totally took advantage of it because I started to mature and be woke on the opportunity. And so around January, I just got out of a relationship, and I was like, man, I got to do something with my life, you know? Like, I got to just get up and, like, do something, but it has to be for God. Like, I have to stop settling for less. And so I, I called my friend. Uh, he's also an aspiring entrepreneur, basically a brother in Christ to me, Ethan Owens. But I called him, and I was like, dude, I want to make a business. We need to start now. It's the middle of January, and I'm not doing anything with my life. What should I do? And he was like, well, well I was like, yes, yeah, it needs to be about God. He was like, what if you did a clothing brand? That would be so sick. And I was like, that's such a good idea. So right there and then it was like 10 p.m. on a school night. We started to uh, think of name ideas, how we would do it. I started to write the business plan on uh, Word uh, yeah. and Microsoft and everything. And as I was writing, I was like praying. I was like, God, I don't know where this is going. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But if there's a will, there's a way. I'm going to trust in you and you got this, God. So that's the little story for probably the first the first night I was thinking right. about it but from there it was just constant action every day as soon as I got home from school just constant action yeah so the name is Goliath Athletics how'd you come up with that so I think of a Goliath as something between you and your relationship with God sin right sin is a big thing that's in between you and your relationship with God because it can make you feel condemned make you feel like you're worse than you really are but God still loves you especially if he's forgiven you and you've asked for that forgiveness. Now, Goliath was between David and the Israelites. And so I was like, that's a perfect parallel. And Goliath is also a strong name, which psychologically and subconsciously uh, represents the brand pretty well. Because yeah. it's athletic where it's like you're training in the gym to fight yeah. your Goliaths, your sin, yeah. while being reminded that God still loves you. Yeah. All right. So you've got on a Goliath athletic shirt right now, and it has a verse on it, uh, Second Timothy 1.7. So... What does that say? For God has not made us timid, but gives us self-discipline. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I think of that as like in the gym, if we like look in the mirror and we're like, 
I feel like giving up, you know, like if you look at it and you're like, God's giving me discipline, like he needs me to fulfill his potential he's put inside me. And that gives you motivation and incentive to wear that uh, athletic where it's not just a plain tee you get from Walmart. There's actually a niche behind it. Yeah. All right. So there are five dots there. What are those five dots yeah. all about? So those are the five stones David had fighting Goliath. Now, how many did he use? He used one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he only used yeah. one. Do you know yeah. why he had yeah. four more with him? I don't. Well, the story is that Goliath had four brothers, and he was uh, anticipating that he might have to take out four more giants. Now, whether that's completely true or not, I don't know. But at any rate, he had five smooth stones. We do net. So that, that you've got your, um, your representation of those stones there. So how did you go from an idea on a school night in mid-January to actually producing t-shirts? Ah, so good question. I asked my coach, which is a marketing uh, teacher at yeah. Clover Hill High School, I asked him like, you basically teach a money class, business class, whatever, it's in that niche, in that area. Like, how can I do this? He's like, and I was like, well, I've only written the executive summary, how can I do this? And I was tired that morning, because I, I see him every morning as I pass, go to my Spanish teacher, and I was tired because I'd been up at like midnight writing the business plan. And so I talked to him, and he was like, Dude, I know you don't feel like you're making any progress, but you're way ahead of everybody else. So that motivated me. But he said, uh, I have a designer that can make you a logo, and he'll probably do it for free since you're so young. You can't pay what yeah. he charges, etc." And so I that's my first step of action after that night. And uh, I was actually blessed with a free logo that's apparently yeah. worth $500. Yeah. Like, this That's guy awesome. does a full-time job of creativity and everything. And so the logo, this is the landscape logo, but yeah. he gave me both for free, the monogram and the landscape. Yeah. And boom, God blessed me with that logo. And that was a big sign that he was like, I'm setting this up for you. Don't mess up. You need to trust me, and you need to take action. Yeah. So now then you go from a logo to actually producing shirts, and how did that happen? So I researched constantly on how I can do this. First, I was thinking, well, I'm going to have to spend thousands on the supplier inventory and then be able to pack all these orders. And, but I didn't really care. I was like, I'll do whatever it takes because I'm blessed with this opportunity. I need to fulfill it. Yeah. So I came across this business or, uh, business model that's called print on demand sure. where the shirts are printed on demand as you get orders in. There's super low risk. You don't do bulk orders and right. you don't hold inventory. It's like drop shipping. Sure. And so I came across that idea and I was like, boom, right there. So did you know what drop shipping was before this? Or did you understand print on demand before this? Did anyone explain this to you? No, no. I learned pretty much everything on my own uh, with no one really to help. And it, it was tough, but it was so worth it because now I know like everything about e-commerce. Not everything, but I'm learning a lot about e-commerce, print on demand. I know the opportunity because I did the uh, mundane work yeah. and <laughs> researching, you can imagine like in the middle of the school year, you don't want to do any more research or any more yeah. projects or anything. But this is a project that had a return for you, not just a grade. Yeah, right, right. Like an actual real life thing that you learn lessons from failing. Like usually in school, they do not recommend failing because you're going to get a bad grade, but yeah. they don't give you that second opportunity to combat that failure, which is why uh, I feel like school doesn't teach you business and stuff because in business, it's literally trial and error. My whole yeah. journey has been trial and error. So tell me about an example of a place where you failed or a scenario where you failed in this 
adventure and something that you learned from it. Definitely. I love combating failure because you always learn something. And the number one thing, or maybe not number one, but the time I got to like a really low point where I was disappointed, discouraged, and I felt like giving up was when Facebook didn't let me be on their system because I was too young. I think that's why, but it, and so my ads weren't working because I was too young. They caught on to like impersonation when I, I wasn't impersonating anybody. I mean, I just started this like from scratch. And so it was, uh, my, uh, what's called account quality was really bad because it caught on to fake accusations. So that was a really low point because I was like, what am I going to do without media? I need Instagram. I need Facebook to use that free convenience to spread it out there. Yeah. Wow. So you figured out how to navigate those waters. Yeah, exactly. So I, I ended up uh, changing my name, my dad's name, and or I guess the like account name. And then same with the birthday and everything. Put in his like image of his license and then the address and stuff. Verified all that. And it finally, the account quality went back to good and like normal basically. Uh, so that was a big moment for me because I thought I was totally wrecked. Yeah. Instagram and Facebook were going to be the main places where I get free ad traffic right. and overall traffic and notice in the uh, brand. Yeah. So how many followers do you have on Facebook and Instagram now? So Instagram, we've been doing great. Uh, about 1,000 almost, which really? is like pretty crazy insane like what the heck and then facebook i am not familiar and i'm not active on there uh probably a couple followers really nothing okay so your primary motive uh mode is instagram what about tiktok tiktok 20 or so i'm definitely i'm posting every day so that i get that free growth yeah. Uh, I'm noticing that Facebook is not worth the, or the ads, Facebook ads. Because all the old people are on Facebook. <laughs> uh, more or less, I guess. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I could be part of it. But uh, uh, Facebook ads are not worth the cost. It's a crazy yeah. amount of money uh, that don't convert well. Wait a second. Most people who would listen to, well, probably not most people, but a lot of folks wouldn't understand what convert means. When you say convert, what does the term convert mean in e-commerce? So I love this. saying it nonchalantly, but uh, it, it means to basically get a return on investment. And, oh, if you want to convert a customer, you want to turn them from someone that's cold, being cold called to see your ad to a customer. So you're converting, someone is being converted from an observer uh, someone who's just kind of seeing things to someone who's actively engaged. You're converting them to engagement, not just watching, but engaging with the brand by purchasing it and then wearing it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're converting from like a, a viewer to customer. Really. Yeah. And it's like a status for your audience. Yeah. Awesome. So how many people have bought Goliath athletic materials? I, I couldn't tell you. I have to look at the stats, but uh, I'd say under a hundred orders, but definitely good for the amount of ad or cost, ROAS, cost of ads, uh, return on ad spend. So uh, I, I can't bring up exact stats because I've had a lot of uh, orders that I like hand out to a friend in person, right. not through the system. So right. I don't have any one place where I see that stat. So do you, uh, do you keep any inventory now? I know that you started with the print-on-demand scenario, but you keep any inventory in, on hand now? So I keep a little bit in case a friend says, hey, like, can I get a shirt 
that you might have at your house so that I uh, avoid all the conflicts of going through the website. If I have it with me and I see them, if I see them like the next day, then why not give one one to them? So yeah, I keep a few on hand. Yeah. 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 So I've seen Goliath Athletic Wear at Gold's Gym where I go and hang out, not frequently enough, but occasionally. Yeah. So I've always thought that was pretty cool. And then um, our church youth group, Parkway Baptist Church, had a retreat uh, infuge over the summer. And as I was looking at the photos from that on Facebook, which you would not have seen because you're it's only the old yeah. people on Facebook. Um, but there was a Goliath Athletic shirt on one of the kids at Parkway. That's insane. That that just makes me feel like so motivated to keep going. Yeah. When I see that something God's built through me, I really haven't built it. God's used me to build it. It's kind of like a teacher. Like they give yeah. you their work to do uh, or they give you work to do. And it's like kind of like what God does. Like he gives you work to do it's not like you creating it like from scratch he's like he's already got it in his head he knows how it's going to play out so um now you had to have some capital for this where is is this your first entrepreneurial activity or uh more or less if you count stock trading uh mowing how many yards did you mow so i i don't know how many customers i've had i have a big spreadsheet of them but i've done at least 40 or 50 customers work and you've had you i know your dad said that he was driving you around to pick get up leave so you've done quite a bit of work to raise the capital to launch this whole thing and get it going yeah yeah i had to do pretty much all that on my own uh but that was fun stuff i enjoy getting out in nature instead of like sitting in uh like kitchen of a restaurant yeah you know or like handing out food to people at like a fast food restaurant whatever um i just like being out in nature and do my own thing all right, so you were recently baptized yeah. at Chapel RVA. As a matter of fact, you're, the picture of you coming out of the baptismal waters is, um, is on the Facebook page for Chapel, and it's just awesome. So tell me about how you came to Christ and how you made a decision that I'm going to identify with him in baptism. Sure. So I saw a God working through me with Goliath Flex and other entrepreneur tendencies and stuff going on, and... I went to motion conference for teenagers. It was like a weekend thing. It was uh, Thursday night, Friday, and then Saturday morning. And so while I was there, I just felt such a deep spiritual connection. Like God, like I was home, kind of. Like I had been lost in the woods. I found the trail back home through motion conference. It's like the connector kind of. Uh, and so KJ, thank God KJ gave everybody there an opportunity to get baptized just for motion conference kids like no one else no um so specifically people who were there so we signed up and i told my dad like i got this opportunity god's given me like i have to fill this opportunity like i feel like i need it and this like i've always wanted to get baptized i need to take action i yeah i got baptized sunday and as soon as i came out of the water i just felt so like I was in a different body like a different soul it was like a spiritual difference uh that whole weekend and I don't think baptism was the like the difference I think the whole weekend changed my life and everybody's lives so how did Christ meet you in that in that weekend yeah so I definitely put down a lot of pride a lot of like ego and a lot of uh control over my life down at the chapel I just dropped it off there and each home I went when or each night I went home making progress just doing 
a little better each day and uh again back to where i need to be with god and where like i really deserved to be for him like i'm not here for no reason he wants me to uh, trust in him and not have control over my life because ultimately he's the, the one who controls and makes decisions who is jesus to you jesus to me is someone that i go to because he died on the cross for me because he deserves my attention he deserves to have me as his child because he's created me for a purpose and i feel like in my life everybody needs to fulfill the potential and purpose he's given inside of everybody because i feel like jesus sees that as an offense when you when he calls you out to do something and you don't make it happen he sees it as like wow that was like wasted potential that i don't need he doesn't really need it but he's like you had potential to change your life through me so you mentioned pride control how how does god make you aware of sin in your life uh probably when i get humbled through spiritual events so tuesday night i have a men's group with uh just a bunch of teenage guys that are trying to get a better relationship with christ um and then church i get a lot of humility and so really spiritual events music is a big one for me personally it's different for everybody but uh, music and then like interpersonal uh, preaches that pastors give out on like Sundays, Wednesdays, etc. All right. So I ask you about a favorite Bible verse of yours. Definitely Proverbs twenty five twenty eight. 28. Uh, like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. And so I think of that as like you need uh, boundaries in your life with your self-control and what you do. You shouldn't just go out and be wild. I mean, yeah, have fun, but like balance it out. You know, you know, there's a difference between like doing what you want, doing what God wants you to do. And you need to like think and pray before you like take action. Don't have self-control and just go out and do whatever you want. Like, yeah, you only live once, but like you also only live for God once. So yeah, that's how I think of that verse. I really like it because it helps me to rethink some things when I feel like uh, getting tempted. So let me ask you this. You're a 16-year-old guy. Uh, sexual purity is a challenge for every guy. I was just on the podcast with a 68-year-old guy, and it's a struggle. We all have to battle our thought life, our eyes, what we see, how we linger. How do you battle for sexual purity in your life? Yeah, definitely through going out and doing stuff like just not being bored really that's personally where i get caught up you know going to bed early before getting tempted uh calling a friend praying and probably just motivated by the fact that it's not going to do anything but suck out masculinity out of me hmm. that's tough yeah it's a battle i think uh it's it also, like, you, I feel like you go through phases. Like, at some point, you're just like, this is stupid. Like, why why am I doing this right now? And you just, like, move on yeah. and uh, change change the course of your decisions. But it's uh, there's constant temptation out there. That's true. There's media and stuff. Like, yeah. it's so easy. But it's free for a reason because they yeah. just want to suck the soul out of you. 
All right. I told you one of the things I might do is read a parable to you because I love this story and I think it fits with your entrepreneurial mindset. So listen to this. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received five talents went at once and traded with them and made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents here. I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master said to him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has been, who has, will be given more, and he will have an abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, I love that because you have these two servants, one who had five talents, one who had two, who took some risk. And they, they doubled their money. But you had the fearful servant who was afraid of what the master would do, and he didn't invest his money. He just buried it, and he made no return. So what are you learning about risk and risk tolerance and return on investment and that whole deal? Definitely. So I have definitely learned that money should be free flowing through you. You should not hold on to it. Scared money doesn't make any money. It's a little quote. I go by, but scared money don't make no money. So that's a big one because like I realize money doesn't have value till it's used in a way because if you just have it sitting in the bank then it's depreciating if anything so depreciating you're 16 years old and i just love the fact that you're throwing around these business terms that's awesome so you're saying money sitting in the bank is depreciating if anything yeah because your ability your purchasing ability with money is less now than it was six months ago with the rate of inflation exactly so if you put it in uh affirming me in that i feel very good yeah um (laughs) If you like invest your money into assets, then your purchasing power goes up because yeah. you're making money with your money. You're not yeah. spending on liabilities right away like most people do. So the wealthy, what they do is they use that money to then make more. Yeah, They use it as an asset. They don't just get rid of it. Yeah. So that's kind of one thing. And also, like even if you go into business and you lose $1,000 or whatever, you still hopefully, and it's a decision to uh, learn from why. Yeah. So the next time, hopefully you make a thousand instead of lose a thousand. And so it's really, you're not losing money. You're just gaining knowledge 
so that next time you, you uh, decrease in a way your failure because you're learning. You're yeah. learning from your mistakes and you know what to do next time. Well, you've still lost a thousand dollars, but lost. well, not uh, oh, you, you mean personally. Like in yeah. the example, yeah, in yeah, your yeah. example. <laughs> <laughs> this is so yeah, much yeah. fun. Yeah. So, so good. that person who's lost a thousand dollars is still lost a thousand dollars, but he's got a thousand dollar lesson now. Exactly. And, yeah, and one of the true. things that I I tell people all the time that some of my favorite people in the world are people who have been through the bottom they've 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 lost everything and they've seen god rebuild it and they've rebuilt a business they've rebuilt their life maybe that you know in a stock market crash or something has caused them to lose a lot and they've rebuilt it because those people aren't afraid of what the bottom looks like and so they build back with greater wisdom and greater strength and uh, something that we talked about earlier, this requires you to be comfortable with discomfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said yeah. that. So, what do you what do you mean when you have to be comfortable with discomfort as it as it relates to entrepreneurship? Risking is not going to be like easy, but uh, you you need to remember your whys and your really like what what you're doing. So, say I like make a clothing brand or whatever, and I spend a few hundred samples, you know, like. I remember and I know within myself and I and everything I trust God that I can resell those samples. It's not losing three hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars, whatever. It's actually going to be an asset later on. So I'm comfortable with that uncomfort, that temporary like dissatisfaction, because seeing a few hundred go out of the bank is not fun. But if you remember what I just said and that you're going to make it back. You're going to use your money to make the money back. That's the whole thing about investing. That's what investing is, is using yeah. money to make more money. And so uh, that's that's the whole like comfort, uncomfort thing is like being comfortable with being uncomfortable, not seeing that money in the bank uh, because we always want like instant stuff nowadays. Like, yeah. you know, like short form content is like hacking our psychology. <laughs> so we Wait want. You just said short form contact content is hacking our psychology it is ridiculously cool is it not yeah Caden is spinning around <laughs> as he's producing this this is just very fun short-term content is hacking our psychology all right keep going yeah yeah <laughs> you know out the popularity of like uh reels and like youtube tiktok and instagram it's like we want things instantly and it's right. like we want these like quick wins right away and so like that won't always, won't always happen in business so you have to Remember that will happen, maybe not yet, but you're trusting the process. Now, so I love that you're thinking about that. Man, I'm excited that you see that with a business mindset. I'm hopeful that you will see that with a kingdom mindset as well and understand that when God calls us to do something that is uncomfortable for his glory, and he's doing that all the time, that we have to respond. And most people won't respond to the Lord's call because it would be uncomfortable, because there's a risk, because they can't see themselves failing. They don't want to fail in sharing the gospel with someone. They don't want to fail in going to talk to their neighbor about spiritual things. They don't want to fail in some of the stuff. And so they're not comfortable with with rejection or being uncomfortable. But part of what you're learning as a business entrepreneur has a direct application and parallel to kingdom entrepreneurship so where we are taking risks to see the kingdom advance and god's glory increased that's that makes sense yes 100 percent. i will definitely take that into account and 
I think you're totally right about the framework in the mindset because you're, you're just exactly right. Couldn't really said that better. Yeah. Like, there's <laughs> nothing really else to be said. And you're doing uh, both. Yeah. By way. doing the, the spiritual brand, the Christian brand. So Goliath athletics and the Bible verses is second Timothy one, seven, the only verse that you have on clothing or do you have some other verses? Yeah, there's, well, four actually now after the woman's job, there's uh three on, um, well, there's Proverbs 1427, 1224, 1427 says, I don't have it by um, memory. I, 1224, they both talk about, one talks about uh, not going broke, basically. So like, <laughs> mere, mere, like mere talk leads to poverty, but, um, I, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, well, uh, 1423 actually. That's okay. I'm, I'll yeah. try that in all of toil, in all toil, there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. Leaves the poverty. Yeah. Oh, so, so that's a good gym. Verse. Yeah. Yeah. Shut your mouth and, and start so pumping iron. I, <laughs> I kind of shortened it. I actually, maybe this might be a wrong. A different, um, yeah, exactly. I think yeah. I got it from, I can't remember. Maybe NIV, that's like yeah. the most common, right? Yeah. New something version. And so I uh, got it from, uh, yeah, my phone. I was just like chilling one night. I was like looking up on Google, like verses that relate to hard work in the Bible. And so like, it, it was so easy. I just picked like three yeah. lists and three good ones. Um, so this one, obviously 1423 and then four, or 1224, which is another one that talks about uh, the same kind of principle. Yeah. 1224. The hand of the diligent will rule while the slothful would be put to forced labor. Yeah. And so it's word a little bit different. I think it was like word. Does it still have the word slothful in it? No, no, luckily not. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I, uh, yeah, I got from Google. So like however Google word it is how I word it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, content so far. And then the woman's drop one that relates directly to i think it was they didn't say her name in proverbs but 31 37 it talks about her hands are good for her works yeah proverbs 31 is the the woman who fears the lord yeah exactly the uh, the woman is what yeah. they called her yeah yeah so it directly related to her i love so. it well listen we probably for time's sake need to need to bring this to a close i am super excited to hear this story and to catch up thank with you. you. So, thank you. So what's next? Yeah. Uh, is this profitable already, or are you uh, still kind of upside down just yet? Because I know you yeah, keep up with your prob- your balance sheet and your right. P&L. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I have to check the numbers, but uh, like close. Yeah. yeah. It, it varies in business. Obviously, it might go in and out of profit all the time. Um, but really, I'm not doing it for money in a way. I would totally not do it if I didn't make any money. It's fun to me. I'm learning, spreading the kingdom of God. And I'm just like, it's fun in any way. Like, it's just fun, like seeing someone get an order from my clothing. It's like, it's exciting. So uh, I would totally not do it if I, if I didn't make any money at all. Uh, and I feel like I have lower margins for a clothing brand, but that's fine because I made it as affordable as possible so that I can get it out there as much as possible. I don't want to make it uh, unaffordable uh, because... I don't want that to be the problem. So what's next? The next thing I'm going to do is drop graphic tees, which have more color. I'm going to change the colors on the shirt. So it's not just like black, blue, red with a white text. You yeah. Know? Um, so less basic, more like visual, more colorful. Um, 
there's a whole like psychological thing behind color. So I'll definitely make more sales, which will expand business through the color that will be mixing up on there. Where will Ethan Newquist be five years from now? I have no idea. You're we'll 16 see. now. Yeah. You'll be 21. You're going to college, you think? No, I don't think I need college. I usually don't say that, especially on like something like this. But uh, I don't care who has yeah. a different opinion than me because I know what God's doing in my life. I see that I don't need it. I'm already getting into e-commerce. I might make that career, but I also like do photography, all that other stuff. Yeah. And I think that I may be even a day trader. Like I'm getting into day trading and crypto and stocks and stuff. So we'll see where God has me in five years. I do have five year, uh, like even 10, 15 year goals, but it's still on God's plan. Yeah. So. That's awesome. All right. Anything else to say for other young men out there um, who might be inspired by this? Yeah, definitely. The only certainty that you'll do bad in business is if you quit. So that's the only certain thing. Age doesn't mean anything in business. Really, you can do it. You just have to stop making excuses. That's not an excuse. It's really about your drive and work ethic at the age you're at. Uh, if you have that and you're 10, you can do it. The only limits you have are the ones you make up in your head. So you can go out there and make money at any age. Just got to do it. Take that first step. The f first step is taking the first step. Yeah. There's no perfect plan. There's no perfect first step. You just got to like do it, see where you're at, and then take the next one. You know, it's like only taking the next step ahead of you. And so like skiers, like they, they don't look at the trees, the obstacles when they're skiing on their path. They're looking at the path. And yeah. so they can't always see the whole path in front of them, but they go as far as they can see. And then they take the turn and then they take the other turn. So go as far as you can see. Don't focus on the obstacles and yeah, keep pushing. All right. Let me do one more thing. Your mom and dad are great inspirations in your life. I mean, I, I, I know your dad a lot better than your mom, but um, I just love the fact that I know he is encouraging you. So do a shout out to your dad and thanking him for because I know he's helped you understand some of these things. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say thank you to my dad for uh, giving me the opportunity to even fulfill these dreams. Some parents just totally knocking it down because it's not their vision. My dad sees a vision through me. Same with my mom. She's been a big supporter. She's bought a few of my clothes. And she she's like repping it out and telling her friends about it and stuff all the time. So I just want to say thank you to them for letting me fulfill these dreams because not everybody has the opportunity to have the good parents that I have. So. All right. And then shout out to God. What what would you say to the Lord? I mean, how has he blessed you and and continue to point the way for you here? Uh, dude, like shout to God. Thank you, Lord, for uh, giving me the opportunity, just giving me the ability and the mindset and the strength to make these dreams possible. Because really, without the mindset you've given me, like I wouldn't be motivated or disciplined, really, to uh, do anything in my life. So thank you for the path you set me out on. I thought I'd be somewhere completely different a year ago uh, today, but I'm actually like in a pretty good spot. So I just want to say thank you for... Uh, not only bringing me to where I've been, but not letting me go down the path I could have gone down. Sometimes, guys, our testimony is of how God's redeemed us out of horrible sin. And in many cases, God has redeemed us away from horrible choices. And so um, so that's a, that's a cool thing. Well, Ethan, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. Us. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, Thanks. sir. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. This is surreal. This is a sweet setup you guys got going on. Well, folks, thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the Nobleman Podcast. We've had Ethan Newquist with us, and I forgot to ask him, but um, you can check out the brand how? 
Uh, GoliathAthletics.org is the website. And if you're interested in keeping up with us, we have an Instagram, which is Goliath Athletics Apparel. Awesome. It's a handle. So, yeah. So. Thanks, Ethan. Yeah, of course. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.